This is season number 19 of Bass Talk Live with Matt Pangrak. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Aftco, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Pro Guide Batteries, Beatdown Outdoors, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, and Omnia Fishing. Hit him with the hook, Jeffries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live where we are going to talk about bass fishing and yes I have survived the first Bassmaster Open of the 2023 season as promised we had two live shows on location from Lake Eufaula, Alabama the first one at the Big Bite Baits headquarters I had a tough time saying that mouthful the entire time I was there the Big Bite Baits headquarters uh from you fall Alabama on the final uh, day of practice. If you haven't had a chance to go back and watch that replay on the BTL YouTube channel or the uh, podcast download, really cool stuff uh, to be able to talk to those guys in real time. And then uh, Hank Weldon, the tournament director for the Bass Master Opens EQ was gracious enough on Wednesday, uh, just after official practice ended before the check-in started uh, to take some, some questions to talk a little bit about the, the goings on of the, uh, the Bass Nation revamp and, and then also uh, the Bassmaster Opens EQs. We're going to take a deep dive into the EQs and the first two Elite Series tomorrow. One of the most popular features from BTL last year was when uh, Bradley Hallman would be in studio and we'd break down the Opens, what we did good, what we did bad. A little bit different this year, uh, well, because Bradley's on the Bassmaster Elite Series and I'm still in the Opens. So we're going to go through Bradley's first two events uh, on Lake Seminole and Lake Okeechobee, he's in, I think, like 55th in the Angler of the Year standing. So he had one really good event, one event he kind of struggled in. Uh, he's going to uh, be on live tomorrow to break all that stuff down. And then he's also going to break down my open results. Like I said, I survived it. 230 boats, uh, 47th place finish. A lot of interesting stuff that went down in, in the most recent Bassmaster Open. We will dive into that uh, tomorrow. Uh, boy, we got we got a lot to cover. We also have Redcrest that's coming up that's kicking off on Lake Norman. We will have an update from Redcrest. We have Greg De Palma following in the footsteps of Dave LaFibra and Mike Iaconelli jumping into a Bassmaster kayak event and winning that event in his first kayak event uh, on Lake Gunnersville. We'll talk a little bit about that this week. We'll talk about the upcoming schedule, and we will talk about how, uh, well, <laughs> seriously, go to uh, – Go to when you're done with the show today, go to Dakota Ebear's profile on Major League Fishing and then also look him up his stats on the BPT. Absolutely insane. He obviously got his first big win earlier this year in the Toyota series and then came back on Clark's Hill with one of the most insane. So I'll bring in I'll bring in today's guest because both of these guys are are hardcore fishermen. And that is uh that's the guys from Omnia. We have uh we have Polish Pete and and Trevor Lowe, both both hardcore fishermen. What's up, guys? And and we're gonna have a fantastic show today. We're actually gonna break down. I think there's five or six events using the BTL sponsors for the betterment of the show. We're gonna break down all the baits that were used in the first quarter of the season. What's up, guys? How are we doing, Matt? Good How's morning. it going, Pete? What's up, Trevor? All right, you guys are both fishermen. Did you guys happen to see Dakota Ebear's video of the eight pounder that he caught during the Clark's Hill event? I just caught some stuff on social media about it. That's all I've done. Have, have you seen it yet, Trevor? 
No, I, I haven't. All right. Haven't so Dakota Ebear, hottest angler on mm. the planet. Like can do nothing wrong <laughs> in the BPT, in the Toyotas. It, it doesn't matter. BFL's Jackpot's team series. He's going to be in the top five right now. So it's on Clark's Hill. Big fish, hard to come by, right? Yeah. Pitches to this tree, sees it on live scope, sees a fish next to it, pitches to the tree with a jig, jams it, gets it a quarter of the way back, breaks his line. He said, no, oh, that was a big one. Yeah, sure it was. You always lose all the big ones that you break off, right? Reties his jig, stands back up and goes, hey, it swam right back to that stump. Pitches another jig in there. He goes, you're not, this is, it bites. He turns to the camera on game day and says, you're not going to believe this. I think she just bit it again. Cracks it, eight pounder, two jigs in its mouth. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, when it, that's when, it when you're living be... right. Oh, I mean, yeah. you fished in the in the big events, Trevor, and it, it's, it does it not seem like in those big events, the opposite happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost as if you had a, a small mouth on a bed and you threw everything at it and it just wouldn't touch it when those are the most aggressive fish and that of course that's how it's going to be in the big time events. Yeah. So anyway, Dakota Ebear, uh, he's at Redcrest. You guys want to, would you guys want to bet against Dakota Ebear at Redcrest this week on Lake Norman? Oh man, not right now, not on the burner he's on, but, uh, I, I gotta imagine thrift and Montgomery will have something to say about it. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Trevor, you're in Minnesota, correct? I am. I am. Pete, you're in freaking Florida. Yes, sir. What are you, you working down there or are you on I, a vacay? I, I am working down here today, but uh, I, uh, my parents live in Tampa, right outside of Tampa, actually. So, uh, me and my wife try and sneak down for a couple weekends a year and maybe stick a, around a day or two extra. Uh, if I can plug in from work remote, I'll do that. Just catch a little sun. Dude, you ever do the pier fishing? I mean, I, I know that Tampa area pretty well, and there's some really good jetties and piers down there. Like I've yeah. done it since I was like seven. <laughs> I I like to hunt around the golf courses here and do a little bit of fishing. Uh, but I have a good friend, Jeremy Keel, who's a guy down here in Tampa. Uh, so I usually jump on the boat with him and actually do a little snook and red fishing when I'm down here. Okay. That's fun. My big thing is you take the uh, a uh, uh, like a paint. What is that? Paint scraper. And then you yeah. attach it to a a the extendable pole of a, a pool skimmer, and then you go to the jetties and pier. This is top secret stuff here, Pete. Okay. Like you need to do this. Then you go to the jetties and piers, right? And you look down, and I'm I'm targeting sheep's head. Yep. And you take that scraper and you start banging the sides of it to 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 break the barnacles off. Now you've just created a natural chum trail. Wow. Really? Then you take a, a fiddler crap. You can get them in the mangroves, but there's a lot of stuff that could bite and kill you down there. So I just like to spend overpriced <laughs> and buy them by the dozen, right? Yeah. Take a little drop shot hook, and then I can't believe I'm going to say this. You Carolina rig it about a foot and a half liter, 20 pound test, and you drop it down there with the egg sinker and the chum trail, and it feels like a like a bluegill pecking on it. And boom, you get them. Sheep's head limit out in an hour it's it's like the most fun like if i had like if i had death row fishing and they were like you get one day to fish for the rest of your life i'm going down to the tampa area i'm scraping barnacles and i'm catching sheep's head love it. so it's super cheap too what is going on in the background trevor i think we've got some uh are you in the guys moving some stuff are you in the uh warehouse where you're located? warehouse studio warehouse slash studio 
Yeah. All right. Well, what's first of all, let's just take it. What's going on at Omnia with you guys you have going on there? It's a brand new year. We kind of checked in at the end of last year when we were running the win Seth fight. Did someone win Seth fighter stuff? I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but yeah, someone did win Seth fighter stuff. That was when we had John last. We're two and a half, two and a quarter months into the new season. What uh, what's going on at Omnia? What's new at Omnia that people can get excited about? Well, Trevor can run over some of our new technologies and stuff like that, but we're, we're, uh, we're, yeah, heading into 2023. It's, it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, we're still technically a startup you know, we're a few years into this being in retail. So, um, but a lot's changed as far as new building, uh, we, we, we're filled that place up already. Uh, as you can hear, they're still filling it up in the back right now, uh, uh, we've seen a big rise in consumables this year. People are purchasing uh, baits at a faster rate than ever before, which is crazy because, you know, the economic pressures we're seeing all over the place has slowed down some of those bigger purchase items, uh, except for forward-facing sonar. As you can imagine, people still buy those like crazy. But high-end rods and reels and things of that nature, people are feeling the pinch a little bit from the economic pressures out there with gas and all that kind of stuff being so expensive. But man, we can burn through some baits like you wouldn't believe right now. People are hungry to get out fishing. Uh, but, uh, you know, we added Trevor last year, which is super cool. And he's been doing a lot of stuff, outreach with our ambassador groups and, uh, and sponsored anglers and shows and things of that nature. Um, but the tech team has some special stuff rolling out here for everybody that is going to be, uh, 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 we're going to test it with our premium subscribers only. So if you are a premium member at Omnia Fishing, you'll get access to this. Uh, we're going to be showing you uh, some new technology called temp layers, where actually all the lakes that you want to do your research on will show you the temperatures. Uh, uh, Trevor, you want to touch more on that? We're, we're diving right, at, right into the nitty gritty, right off the right. hopper. We are right. going to go through all the winning baits for the year so far. Oh, yeah, but yes, sure. we we had, but shockingly, BTL, we had a little pre-BTL meeting uh, to make sure that I got this right because Trevor was talking to me. You guys have like such a good team over there, by the way. Like you have like people who check on people to make sure everything's rolling. Well-oiled machine. All right, continue, Thank Trevor. You. Yeah, so uh, for our premium members, we've got this new thing. Um, it's it's in beta testing. We're super excited about it, um, and uh, we call it our Omnia Temp Layers. Uh, so if you uh, Hanger, if you want to pull it up and share your screen, I don't know if you're ready for that, but uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. So there it you, is. So if you go on our website and you pull up our map, generally speaking, you see all the pins with the lakes that you're you're wanting to go look at and uh you know read fishing reports see what the hot baits are but uh we've added uh, a new feature called temp layer so let's uh let's zoom in on you follow you know panger's pretty familiar with there he just uh he just came I'm, back from there i'm familiar with two shell beds on lake you follow the rest of it the other 99.99 percent they could have it right right uh so we use uh, uh satellite imaging to read surface temps off the water and um, now we're going to have, you know, these temperatures readily available to you. So uh, as you can see, obviously, with this time of year, we're going to have warming trends in the backs of the creeks and up in the shallow parts of the lake. Um, and so you can see here, these are the temperature readings. Uh, and obviously, they correlate with color as well. So the yellows and the oranges are going to be your warmer areas. Um, and and they might there might be variants uh, of a couple degrees, but um, in terms of consistency uh it should be within uh 
you know, a few degrees of, of what's actually yeah, happening. This is definitely like I checked, I wanted to check like on the major spawning areas and pockets. Uh, uh, there were certain areas that I think had about 20 boats in them. And yeah, they are definitely warmer than a lot of the other pockets that I did not see uh, as many fish up in. Now I did not take advantage of that bounty being boat 167 on day one, but <laughs> had I been an earlier boat draw, this would have been a very handy app to have at my disposal. Yeah, so as you can imagine, this will help you break down large bodies of water a lot quicker if you're in that mode where you want to look for some spawning waters or some warmer water, you know, some, some, so you can imagine your dirtier water, creek arms, stuff will warm up faster this time of year. You'll be able to break it down quicker and run around and cover some water faster without having to guess uh, what, what, which creeks are warmer than the others. All right. And so just for those who want to get, who want to get to this information then you like i said i'm in i'm logged into my account in uh omnia right now and then uh i guess you just gave me like access to it yeah. to so we could show it but uh this is something that you're working on now premium membership is what $19.99 it's $29.99 $30 a year $30 a year and that gives you discounts shipping yep. faster access to people all of this stuff yep for, for uh, free shipping no minimum so there's you know you need one bag of sankos when you're somewhere in the country you can order that and you don't have to pay shipping ever it's 10 percent back all the time on all your orders and now you're going to have access to the templars I, the premium to me has been really cool too when we have hot baits like we're going to talk about some of the baits today that may have ran out of inventory or ran out of stock uh if there's hot lures out there, you as a premium member get access to them before they hit the general public. So if uh, if if we get our hands on the, we'll, we'll get into it later. But the fuzzy dice or something along those oh, lines. Dude, we're a hundred percent going to talk at <laughs> yeah, length yeah. about the rubber dice, the fuzzy dice, the candy cube, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Like I'm me mesmerized by this. All right, let's get this out of the way before we do it. So you guys have also set up, like I said, Omni is on top of it, have also set up a landing page for BTL with a 15% off discount for BTL listeners. It is just omniafishing.com forward slash BTL. Uh, and that gives you 15% uh, off purchases when you use code capital BTL 23. Yes, sir. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Yep. All right. All right, let's get into some of these baits. So we've had, I wanted to get you guys on after basically the Florida portion of the year. And we'll go ahead and throw in Clark's Hill because that happened last weekend with Dakota Ebear. But is that when, when you guys at Omnia really kind of see the, the sell, sales of baits kind of start to pick up when those tournaments start kicking off and guys start crushing 20, 30, 35-pound bags? Yeah, absolutely. We see the correlation with tournaments – uh, is big with our consumer base. Uh, the staples sell right away. As soon as, you know, over the winter and stuff, you can sell the, the no brainer stuff like, uh, your bladed jigs and, and, uh, lipless crankbaits and things of that nature. But, uh, the stuff that people wait for, uh, till they kind of need like things like, uh, finesse worms and drop shot weights and all that kind of stuff, you'll see that kick off in tournaments. And then obviously winning baits, hard baits, things of that nature will fire right up post tournaments. What's best for you guys as a tackle? Do you want someone to win on an expensive, hard-to-find JDM bait, or do you want them to win on a Cinco or a Fighting Frog or something that is just 
really easy to get. Like, where's the where's the juice in it for you guys as a tackle company or a, a tackle distributor? Uh, I can definitely say when we've got that weird JDM bait, let's say someone hit something on a depth glide or something, it'd be fantastic. Uh, when we don't have it, it's uh, it can cause some real headaches for my team in particular uh, because it's tough. Usually I can find through my connections from my previous employer through the Japanese, I can usually find somebody to get my hands on some of these baits, but usually it's in such small quantities initially that we're basically sold out as soon as we get them. Heck, I, we have to beg the warehouse team not to just buy them all uh, as soon as they show up. So, uh, uh, so yeah, to answer your question, I, I absolutely love it when it's something like a, uh, uh, a lipless crankbait or a fighting frog from big bite. And I can call the folks at big bite. I can call Valster and his team and, and, and Bill Shepke and say, please send me as many fighting frogs as you can. And we'll get them right away. All right. You want to start breaking down the tournaments? We can start with the, I guess the first one would have been the, uh, would have been the invitational on Okeechobee, February 8th. The one that Joshua Weaver ran kind of a new look invitationals with a full field and cutting to the top 50. And then it's only three days, uh, that Joshua Weaver ended up winning, uh, winning that and surprise, surprise chatterbait. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually was going to pull some data. I was having Trevor going to pull some data for you for what by state, what the popular baits were. And it was pretty boring. Uh, it was exactly what you think. And it was oh, exactly- I'd be, I would love could, next time you guys come back on. I would love yeah. to hear that. Even if it is boring, just to see if the stereotypes ring true, which you're oh. saying they do. It oh was, yeah, absolutely. It was, if you if you could close your eyes right now and just spot out what three baits you need to bring to Florida right now, those are the 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 baits that are on there. So the chatter bait was king by a mile, uh, without a doubt. And then your stick baits and, and yep. you know various various flipping creature baits. You know a sweet beaver, a, a rage bug, and a fighting frog. Let me ask you guys this, because uh, we'll get to that eventually. Chris Lane wins on a BPS sticko worm on the Kissimmee chain. Yep. Are there people then that are running out and buying the sticko worm at their local Bass Pro, or does that trickle down to where you see the Cinco's and the trick sticks and the lunker logs and the fat uh, ace? Yeah. yeah, the mm-hmm. Zoom. What is that? The Slinko now, mm-hmm. whatever they have. Do you see all of those also have an uptick? Or when it's one on something so traditional, like it was for the most part this year in Florida, is that not really an uptick because people already have that stuff? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, uh, I, I definitely think we see the rise in the stick bait sales, even if it's one on one that we don't carry like a Bass Pro Shops model. I think, let's face it, the fishing consumer, especially your tournament bass anglers, are so they're so learned now on, on stick baits and all that. They're going to have confidence in those style baits. If it's a brand new bait, like we're gonna, not to touch on it for the hundredth time, but the fuzzy dice or the, the rubber dice, uh, th- that's going to obviously get a unique purchaser out of that. But, you know, for me, for example, I, I, I like uh, the generals and I like the traditional Yamamoto Sanko. Uh, if I rig it on a jig head, I, I fish the big bite stick worms, you know, uh, because just durability factor, uh, you're not probably going to get me or a lot of our customers to jump from what their confidence level is in the stick bait at this stage of the game. If it was a brand new bait, different story. 
right, I'm tired of teasing it. We're going there. Yeah, do it. All right, I'm sharing the screen. <laughs> there it is. There's Koi Fujita. <laughs> Koi Fujita caught some of his fish. He appears to be using a spinning rod. He is the, I've said this from the beginning of the year, and I'm going to either die on this or I'm going to look like a genius that he is going to revolutionize the industry in the next year to three years. We're going to see a lot more trends towards finesse stuff. I, that's a follow-up question for you, Pete. Do you feel like there's a lot more trends headed towards finesse work nationwide as opposed to just up north where everyone's been using the egg beater? Absolutely. A lot of doubt, especially with everybody uh, staring at their forward-facing sonars. Now it's going to be about how to get those fish to bite that aren't biting that you're staring at on, on forward facing sonar. It's just going to be anglers getting better at getting those fish to commit. Hold on. I'm going to open this image in a new tab and then I'm going to zoom in on it. I'm going to zoom in on it because this is the real deal folks. There it is. There it is. All right. This is, this is the second place finisher. What? Okay. You are, <laughs> You are Omnia fishing, Trevor. You do this full time. You're watching live. You're making sure you have it. And Koya starts throwing a. Well, why don't you just describe it, Trevor? For those listening on the, on the podcast, how would you describe the prototype candy lure, aka the rubber dice? JDM. Man, I don't. I don't even know. It just have like at a, it. The floor is yours. Just you get a minute to describe yeah, okay. what the hell this uh, is. Yeah, tell us like how a, you fish it, Trevor. How you fish it? Yeah. <laughs> if if you throw it on a drop shot, I don't know if it's going to get much traction or much movement out of it. Uh, if you throw weightless, it might just float. Not how um, you fish it. Describe what it is. <laughs> it looks like a. It looks like a, a rubber sugar cube with a bunch of. Uh, those man-made brush pile poles sticking out of it. Oh, I like but, it. I like that. Uh, I mean, the mini brush pile cube. Maybe we'll call it that. Picture, picture the round rubber that's in like a finesse jig, right? That like the old school, like a Brad yeah. Hallman LBJ. That's a good call. Yeah. And then, like you said, a, a sugar cube, maybe like a Yahtzee dice. Yep. There you go. And except it's, I guess, I don't know. I've never seen one in person. I'm just going off of this dang photo. Yeah. Except it's it's like the consistency. How do you think? Do you think that's a soft bait? Like, is that the consistency of like a flipping bait? I I would imagine so. Uh, I, I, I you know I've heard now that I've did a little research on it that it gets free rigged a lot and 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 yeah. I I I gotta imagine it's some sort of soft plastic because it's got to be have a little bit of buoyancy to it. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I. I'm most intrigued by how they're going to package this. Uh, Cause how do you package that without getting the little silicone arms all bent over or something? Dude, like it's that, a so. rubber cube with silicone arms. You think they're going to matter if one of them's a little kinked up? Look at this oh, thing, buddy. You, you, I know you've got friends like my friends that'll, that'll flip out if that thing's all bent up when you take it out of the package. So I got to see what this thing's going to be like. All right. Regardless of what it is. You did a you did a fair. I liked the brush pile comparison with the thing on it. It does look at that. That does look like a like a artificial fish structure. Yep. Yeah, fished. Uh, looks like he's got fluorocarbon to braid there. Fished on a uh like a wacky weedless wacky hook. Mm -hmm. Hooked in this hook just hooked in the. <laughs> yep. 
It is soft plastic. There's some people on here that are saying yeah, it comes yeah. both in a salted and non-salted version, yeah. that it is a soft plastic. It looks like ice cubes with single strand of jig material going through it. Uh, like all right, Pete. So this yeah. is where it comes into play for you. Yeah. I'm assuming at some point in your last six months to two years, you'd heard of this thing. I've seen it before. I've never been asked for it. I didn't try to track it down. It was and, not on the top of Omnia's no. wish list to make no, sure that no. you had the the hairy the hairy cube yeah, in no, all I, six I, colors that it comes yeah, in. Yeah, that's on me. I, I was shown it by uh, by one of the people who helps us get some importation done, and and yes, uh, I I I glanced right over it and thought that will live in Japan and die in Japan. It will not make it over <laughs> here, and I was wrong. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm assuming you probably went through this with the cover scat yeah or with with all that what yeah. is the process you are obvi efficient you make your living on getting this stuff and now you're flooded with inboxes for people who want soft plastic cubes with jig strands through it for sure how do you get that stuff from japan or wherever the hell it's located yeah. to the store to where you could send it out by 1 p.m on same day shipping with no <laughs> shipping charge for premium members yeah. so yeah. they can be fishing this monstrosity within 24 hours yeah. A good call. Uh, well, the, the biggest struggle for us now, early on, it was pretty simple to maybe reach out to some uh, people that import tackle. There's a bunch of people like that uh, on the West Coast and like the Arizona and California areas or in Chicago. Chicago is a big port to bring in baits from Japan as well that you could reach out to and they could order it. But they, you're talking very small numbers. And early on in Amia, we could pull that off. I could order 12 of something, get it over here, and it was worth dealing with it at that level. Uh, but at the rate we're at right now, that, that that would actually only just piss off our consumer base pretty bad if I got 12 because two anglers could buy those out uh, right away and we could be sitting on them empty for months. So my process now is but in order to justify having our merchandising team build the pages, figure out how to do every, get it wired up through our Omnia ecosystem with the fishing reports and all that stuff, the amount of work that goes into a bait like that is I'm going to, take my time and make sure I have a fully uh, strong distribution base for it. So I'm going to go directly to the manufacturer on this one for a while. Uh, I believe there's two that are going to try and do this bait. So, uh, so, uh, and try and get a direct line of uh, importation for it, but it most likely I'll end up begging some of our friends out there on the West coast to, to get their hands on a big shipment for us. But I'm guessing I'm in line with about a dozen other uh, fishing tackle retailers. That's that what I say. I mean, it has to get kind of cutthroat when something new to the market comes out it because does. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fisherman. I'm a guy like yeah. to find that photo. I'm Googling uh, Japanese candy. There's some weird stuff that comes up. Yeah, don't do that. Googling don't this do that. Stuff. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and the first one that pulls up, I'm clicking on it. Right. So that's yeah. your kind of struggle as, as is to have it, have it in stock. You talked about all the behind the scenes stuff so yeah. that, you're on the kind of leading edge of the wave of this and not when 12, 15, 20 other places already have it available. Correct. Correct. And, and there was a point in time in the company where it was obviously I want to be first. We, we were trying to do that. And we did a very good job with that, with some of the Canadian baits so as the Johnson's and Gussie exposed stuff. We were able to get in front of all that and be the first pure people with the smeltinator jig or this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the scale we're at now, uh, 
it, unfortunately, it doesn't do me any good to track down 12 or 24 or something. Yeah. It, it'll literally just, it'll mess up our, it'll piss off our consumer base and my team because they did a bunch of work to put it all together for us to sit empty. So I'll, I'll let some of the cool little shops that I still even shop at, hopefully they can get the 12s and 24s, the first batches that come out there. But hopefully within the next few weeks, we've got a whole big batch of them and we have a supply chain that'll support our customer base for your Similar with the cover scat? Yeah, exactly right. Very similar to the cover scat. We were not first to market on it. We were probably in the top six, I bet, to get the, our hands on it. But we, we got a pretty good line on them where we had a lot. So we were able to move them in volume. All right. So then I would imagine the next issue is, let's say this is the hot thing. We're talking about it on BTL. Everyone's trying to get this thing. What if it doesn't play anymore? What if guys get it and they don't know how to fish it? And then yeah. you end up with 800 plastic cubes with freaking round rubber <laughs> sticking through it. And then you're kind of screwed on that end too. So it's like yeah. a real delicate dance, is it not? It absolutely can be. But I'm, I hate saying it this way. I don't mean to rip on it because I'm certainly known amongst my friend circle and the tournament anglers that I'm buddies with this as being a tackle geek for sure. Usually when stuff's that rare and unique, especially JDM plastics, it's not hard. Even if it's not a real player in the in our waters around here, uh, people will buy it just because of its rarity. Uh, uh, I'm not too worried about having too much of anything like that. All right. Hey, we got to take our first break of the show. When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some more winners. I want to dive into jerk baits. I would imagine yes. in the industry right now that, I mean, you could just run a successful online business selling nothing but jerk baits, especially Correct. with the advance oh, yeah. of the forward facing sonar and how we're mm -hmm. seeing it playing absolute coast to coast. So uh, we will dive into the, the, uh, the jerk baits and the anglers who have used them in non-traditional ways to win hundreds of thousands of dollars this year. Right. Uh, Polish Pete, Trevor Lowe, the Iron Man from the Grand Classic from Omnia talking uh, talking unique baits and winning baits and top 10 baits from the 2023 first quarter of the season. We will be back right after this. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler design function and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. Hey guys, Gerald Swindle representing the AFCO Hydronaut. This is the jacket I love wearing when times is tough. And I'm talking about the weather, not the fishing. The jacket, what I like, I got a double cup right here. I can seal up the bottom of my jacket because when you're fishing, you're holding your arms up. You're bad about getting water runs downhill. Everything bends good. I'm long arm. Look, it fits very comfortable. My arms are flexible. I've got the speed hood on, pouring down rain. I can get everything zipped up. One thing they did is they made plenty of pocket space. If you ain't got no pockets in a Hydronaut rain suit, you just got too much stuff from the water member 
brain. That's 30K, baby. 30 times the reason you ain't gonna get wet. Super warm. If it's cold in the wintertime, you put on your Hydronaut, you're gonna be a much more comfortable person. If you don't wanna just look sexy at Dairy Queen, where are your Hydronaut? We got it from small to 5X. Most rain gear does not come in that many sizes. You got waist adjusting straps. We can make it fit you. No matter what the environment is, we want you to be comfortable. We want you to be dry. You gotta check it out. It ain't gonna let you down. Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. Shoreline Boat and RV, dock rash, storm damage, collision repair, that deep scratch or gouge from trying to access that secret creek. Shoreline Boat and RV can get your prize possession back in mint condition and looking good on the water, fast. All repairs are done in-house, so they're able to get your boat or RV back to brand new, quickly. All Shoreline's work comes with a rock-solid warranty. Find out more at ShorelineBoatAndRV.com, Kansas City, Austin, and Tulsa. All right, welcome back, BTL, on a Monday back in studio. And I do have to give a little shout-out. I wanted to run the Shoreline Boat and RV commercial at the end because my boy Brock, who uh, who fished with his buddy Jacob Exon on the uh, Nichols Team Series this past week on Grand Lake, I'm actually going to do an entire show where I'm going to get people from the Alabama Bass Trail, the Triple T in Texas, and the Nichols to just get on and just yell at each other over which the most competitive <laughs> and most talented field in team fishing is. We even throw someone in from the West Coast just to make sure they're represented. Anyway, uh, Brock and Jacob went out, banged out 21-plus, won themselves a new Camus, plus all the incentive money. I think like 60 grand as a whole, but his his their goal for like the past – decade has been to get a dub in the nickels 250 boats mike mcclellan his boy fished it i mean dude like it's a it's a big deal it's one of the top three team series oh, yeah. in the country they knocked out the w yesterday so congrats jacob congrats brock a little personal touch on that uh but before the break uh we we're talking with uh with pete and trevor from omnia fishing and Wanted to dive into jerk baits. Obviously, the first Elite Series Tyler event in the Kissimmee River, one on a Berkeley Stunna. But jerk baits, I would assume, have to be your number one hard bait seller right now, correct? Oh, by for uh, dollars, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the because the, you know the price of the one ten, the Stunnas. Uh, we've burned through those new scope sticks from Bill Lewis. Uh, uh, the KVD deep, the 300 jerk baits, we fly through those as well. There's, there's a, and obviously all the Rapala offerings as well. Can't forget about those. And so many new jerk baits come into the market too. So, I mean, that, that category just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you can see the commitment by the manufacturers to make them a little bit better now, now that, 
you know, it's it was the case for a long time that the 110 was the one that could cast really far and still suspend in cold water. Uh, now you're starting to see uh, that that the other manufacturers are starting to get more picky about how nice they make a jerk bait. So you've got great offerings now from Duo and Berkeley, uh, Rapala, uh, so on and so forth. A lot more. They even knew that that new Bill Lewis scope stick that just mm -hmm. came out. That's got a tungsten transfer weight in it, which you typically wow. don't see. Uh, yeah manufacturers doing in jerk bait so uh a lot of lot of offerings in jerk bait. how do you how do you determine what to carry i mean if, if there's if there's 30 jerk baits out there from 30 different companies and then and then the bigger companies have six or seven jerk baits in that lineup like mm -hmm. how do you know what needs to be on omniafishing.com what needs to be available and what you're like hey, we're gonna pass on this one is that your call pete is that your call it ends Trevor? up landing on me uh, I'm on myself, but Trevor, for example, he can come to me and say, Hey, I've been talking to ambassadors down in, you know, pick a part of the country. Trevor can explain that process and he'll come to me and say, Hey, we don't have rogues, uh, you know, and all these Eastern Oklahoma guys are telling me that we're, we're lacking in this area. Um, typically what we do is we'll try small volume of certain colors from each manufacturer and let the consumers kind of tell us where we're where we're lacking we do a lot of consumer surveys and but i can let trevor kind of explain the process of at this point of how i add new stuff yeah i think i think pete touched on it really well um we all we obviously love hearing from our customers and our consumers um you know and, and we want them to feel that they have a voice in our community in in terms of uh, what we do and how we expand in our product selection. Uh, we work direct. I work directly with uh, affiliates that uh, you know are content creators, anglers, guides of the sort, um, and they give me good insight because you know obviously us being up here in Minnesota, we they they kind of serve as our boots on the ground in these various regions that we're trying to expand into or, or grow our customer base, and uh, they're the ones that have that local knowledge that's going to be more helpful than us just trying to guess you know what what to bring in. And, uh, you know, if, if, if they can demonstrate that there is a demand for it, then, then I, I go to uh, Polish Pete here and I, I, I knock on his window and I say, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about a, another brand. Have you heard about this one? And chances are Pete's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. Like I said, you know, we want to make sure that our consumers feel that they do have a voice in, in determining what we carry. And, and we don't want to be that... Uh, that retailer that says, you know, we're not going to listen to our, our customers and our consumers because yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, they're the ones that support us. So, so is that how you see a lot of pot, maybe smaller brands, brands you haven't heard of that you're like, Oh, I haven't heard of this. And you click on it. It's because it's, it's regionally desired. You have good ambassadors. You have good, you're, you've got your ear, ear to the tournament scene and, and boots on the ground with, with, ambassadors and they're saying hey we can supply this bait to you because i would i would imagine supply is also a huge thing like even if it's the greatest thing in the world if you don't have it all you're doing is ticking off the people who think you have it and then it's like hey sorry we don't have it yep you got it. That's but that's how you can have that. a small garage deal or a small company start and then get big is through i mean that's a whole process the the be able to make it working with guys who represent that company. You have a vested interest in it and you guys find out about it. Now, all of a sudden, boom, it's available with three clicks. Yep, exactly. Trevor will come to me and say, you know, there's, there's guys that want to do fishing reports, file them for us down in, 
whatever pick a part of the country mm -hmm. and say that, but you're not carrying the, the jerk bait that they're using on forward facing sonar, you know, or they, you don't have the Janko spy bait or you don't have this, that, or the other thing. And I have to go chase it down. So it's, it's uh, that's the big key to a lot of our fishing report stuff is, is getting honest feedback from people on what baits are being used and being uh, all over the country regionally. I never but otherwise, you know, like you said, Matt, I, I'll talk to Seth Bider before and yeah. after every single tournament and get a rundown from him on stuff that, you know, are cool baits that people are actually using in tournaments. And that's actually, believe it or not, a little easier than servicing some angler maybe in Idaho or upstate New York. They have no idea some, what they're... Yeah, they're on some crazy bite from some little uh, homemade manufacturer. We've got blade baits from people on Lake Erie that I'd never heard of the brand, but you know, that, that was just from consumers wanting to file fishing reports. So I'm, I'm buddies with, uh, with Michael Simonton. He's a fish, yeah. the elite series. He's, he's a freaking good dude, man. He's a Venture teacher. Lures, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're aware of him. So when yeah. I, I remember Michael was like, dude, I'm guiding and I'm tired of these guys going through a hundred packs. And like, I learned, just learned how to pour my own stuff. And like literally was down in his basement with a one cavity mold pouring little drop shot baits that quite frankly look weird <laughs> out of out of one cavity molds and like spending all night to get enough for the guide trip the next uh, time and then you know i went and visited him again when i went through and he's like look i'm pouring six at a time now yeah. in the deal and then now i mean dude he's turned that into like he's got a little group of guys who absolutely love it and he's got that that i mean you got you guys know about it I mean, I knew about it before he'd ever pour, poured a single one. He's like, I'm thinking about starting my own bait company, and I just go down in the evenings and pour it. I mean, I was in his basement. He, it was just one thing. He was pouring one plastic at a time for years. Yeah. Yeah. I he uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, it was somebody in the industry reached out to me about Mike, and Mike was a super cool guy, uh, easy to talk to, fisherman. You fish, like you said, fish the elites, and he's a school teacher. Uh, but he uh, – he has one of the hottest little swim baits on planet Earth for uh, – I'm going to blow out Trevor's favorite home hole there, uh, Malax. Uh, I'm assuming that one, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, uh, I had some friends that were getting them from Mike, just like you said, Matt, uh, uh, just from him because he was pouring them one at a time kind of deal. And he actually was able to – that's how it started. He got us the swim baits because we were fishing on little football heads and little ball head jigs, and you're catching uh, – they were crushing the smallmouth on the lax for a while there with them. So, so this is the first shape that I ever saw. Yeah. Make. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, cool. Like, I hope that works out for you, dude. Yeah. And then, and then I'm, I'm just being on, mm. you know, flat oh, yeah. on one side, kind of rough a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, I mean, thank God smallmouth elite dang or anything you put down there. Cause, but dude, I mean, it's like, it's like, catches fish and now look i mean this is omni i didn't even check this before this was the last minute but you have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve fourteen adventure lure products on the site and those are all still i mean as far as i know i haven't talked to him in a couple of months but those are all still coming out of michael's basement they absolutely are they mm -hmm. absolutely a hundred percent he's down there pouring them in the evenings he's you know taking care of the family teaching and then going down and pouring them in the evening and then distributing them but yeah that that steady swimmer is a three inch swim bait that feels, should I not talk about it? Are you no, saying, you can okay, go for it. It feel, and like I said, no affiliation whatsoever, other than I'm buddies with Michael. 
you put that on like an eighth ounce ball head and like six to eight pound test, and it feels like you're reeling in a chatterbait. That's how just, it, yeah, you beat me. You it, can't man. slow yeah. roll it. Like it's not a it's not like a, a deal that you want to, but when you need one that you want you're winding like that, it literally is like doop, 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 doop. it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in a little bitty bait. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh Mike's great people. And that's a perfect example of somebody who we talked to. Uh, Mike, he got his friends to start filing some fishing reports or a bit yep. different smallmouth fisheries, and he was able to kind of help us create an assortment through his network of anglers that were fishing, his customers and friends that were fishing, and and uh, that's all stuff that catches him somewhere. You know what I mean? That's all like good, good, juicy uh, fish catching stuff. Yeah. Like you said, it's maybe not catch a fisherman as much as it is that's catch a fish. That's the goofiest looking little craw thing I've yeah. ever seen. In my, like he showed me that one and I was like, oh yeah, good for you. Yeah. But I, I, will tell <laughs> I mean, you, it freaking catches the crap out of them. For for any of you that are actual Ned Riggers, that's a that's a killer little Ned Rig craw. That thing stands straight up and down and it is awesome. But I, I mean, I didn't mean to to get on to get on that trend no. just to try to sell Vetcher lures. But that's a perfect example of what we were talking about about yep. getting a regional bait from a guy into the mm -hmm. national scene. You know, Pang, are you talking about that uh, that dropper? If you if you pull it back up, uh, we're we're talking about bait descriptions and and trying to you know that fuzzy cube, right? The fuzzy dice. Yeah. You turn that thing vertical, and it kind of reminds me of uh, one of those. Uh, if you're in a if you're in a '90s home that was built in the '90s, it looks like one of those stairway rails dude i have one in my kitchen right yeah. here i got a ho home that was like built in the early 90s yeah, it does it absolutely. looks like one of those banister rails that the yep. kids get their heads stuck in between <laughs> exactly no yeah that's wild that's good stuff uh so to, to answer your question uh or to go back to what we were talking about earlier with like the fuzzy cube um I want to carry it because everybody's asking for it and all that. But to be completely honest, we're more concerned right now. My team, unless Trevor's kicking my door down for a reason to, that we're, we're missing on a, a bait category. Most of our additions now are driven by uh, feedback from anglers I, that are coming like it. To, from regionally saying you're not supporting. Like you could tell right now, I'll admit it. It's a weakness. It's driving me nuts. We are weak in the Pacific Northwest as far as an assortment. Mm -hmm. just because it's really not a bass fishing mecca up there and mm -hmm. the more we're starting to communicate and trevor's doing outreach up there we'll start seeing some little bait manufacturers coming out of the pacific northwest so. and, and the more you listen to the people the less chance you have of ending up with a three-year supply of lunker hunt spiders yeah 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 <laughs> i'm not saying those don't sell i'm just saying that <laughs> yeah no, I, I mean it's it's interesting it's good mm -hmm. stuff are there any other little ones that i need to look up right now that i maybe don't know just because i happen to know Michael, Trevor, uh, any of you guys are, was adventure lures probably one of the best man, examples I could use. I think, I think the only thing that comes to mind for me is, uh, when I fished a chaffalai basin down in Louisiana Delta, yep. have you, you heard of the humdinger? Uh, the, the spinner bait. Yeah. 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 And that, that is like the deal down there. And, and if, if you're from there, you know about it. If you're, you know, if you don't fish there much, you know, you don't hear too much about it, but it, it it's funny. Cause it's like a, it's like a, the skirt isn't like silicone. It's like felt, like felt strips in a sense, mm -hmm. but man, that thing catches them down there. And if, if you're not throwing that, you're throwing the wrong thing. Yeah. Matt, Matt, are you familiar with stupid tubes? 
Okay, that's a northern thing yeah, that yeah. everyone talks about, but I am not familiar with them. What yeah, do I need yeah. to what do I need to look up? So that that'd be a bite me tackle the 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 jig manufacturer, but that uh, Zona and his Zona's boys, uh, I should say, uh, have uh, worked with that guy in the past, creating just some tube jig heads and stuff. Uh, and, and that guy made some, uh, that thing right there. Yeah, you got it. What's so uh, special about it? Why does everybody talk about that up North and down here? We're like, yeah, cool. It's a tube jig. Good for you. It, you can actually, because of the style of the hook, you can text oppose the tube. So you can actually rig the tube weedless with the tube jig head in there. Uh, and then, flip Oh, it really? Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that is a huge deal up in this neck of the woods, but that's another example of, that's just getting people riding us like crazy of like, Hey, you need, and I can tell you right now, we, we, uh, we burn through those things as fast as we get them, uh, all over the Midwest up into New York. Huh? I like the feature where you could actually like zoom in on it too. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that that's, that's freaking cool that you could see everything. Hmm. Do you have the, is the tube on here that you actually put on it? Yeah, you can use any three and a half. Oh, four okay. Inch I got you. So you can yeah. throw like the big bite tube on. You can throw any yep. strike king. It doesn't matter. Nope. If it's a tube, you can text oppose it with a tube jig head in it and it's weedless and flip it around. All right, uh, Trevor, what else has been key this year? We talked about the jerk baits. I said we talked about the hairy cube. <laughs> well, if you uh, if you want to take a look at Seminole, uh, yep. the cowboy there won it off a drop shot. You know, I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. I'm 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 always a big fan of guys that you think Ish loved that. And... <laughs> no, Ish did not like that. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm always a big fan of seeing guys go down south and uh, winning it on a ferry wand. You know, because um, that's that's kind of my ballpark. You know, I love I love throwing a spinning setup. You know, I, I mean, I could flip a baitcaster and everything like that, but if I can catch them on a spinning rod, that's that's like that's my bread and butter. So it's really cool to see uh, success, especially down in like. Florida, that sort of that that region of the country, it's it's starting to to play a lot more than just up here north for smallmouth. As a whole, top top three selling colors on Omnia when it comes to drop shot worms. Uh, what would you say, Pete? Uh, uh, like a morning dawn, Aaron Martin's, like a mo- morning dawn, uh, Aaron's magic, Aaron's magic. Not to bore everybody, but green pumpkin's green gonna pumpkin. be number one by yeah. a mile. So uh, green pumpkin's the number one selling yeah, color worm, no even, matter what. It's okay. probably honestly, it's not even close. Uh, but green pumpkin still outsells everything. But you get when you get into those uh, the hand poured style worms, that's when you get into the Aaron's Magic and Morning Dawn are probably two and three. What else you got, Trevor? Yep, there you go. Hold those up. Let me see. I don't know if I can. Can I go big with? I don't I can, think I can go I can do that. three people. That yeah, there you go. Try so that's it. like what the Margarita Mutilator Robo Worm and then the Missile Baits uh, Magic Worm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is a collab with Robo Worm. It is, yeah. That's kind of a n- unique thing that John's doing with that. It is. He's doing a couple things like that. He's doing mm-hmm. some collab stuff also with Hog Farmer mm-hmm. uh, with that with that spunk chat. Uh, so John John likes to sell catch a fish baits. That's for sure. So if something's working, he 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 well he has no problem working with that brand. So all right, what else, uh, Trevor? Uh, we've got fighting frogs. Obviously, that's a that's a big player down south. Um, tilapia magic, I believe this is the color. Um, that's mm-hmm. that was big player down there but um you know 
Tyler Rivette is a, is a buddy of mine from college. I fished against him in the college series. And so obviously, you know, really cool to see him win. But, you know, that forward-facing sonar stuff, we got our Berkeley Stunas, uh, Vision 110s, um, you know, kind of uh, the two two of the, I guess, uh, premier jerk baits on the market right now, the Vision 110s. But then the Stunas are really showing up for sure um, in the last year or so that they've been out. They've got great hooks on them. You know, they cast, they cast really well and they catch fish. So... I mean, jerk baits are to the point where if you come out with one that sucks, it doesn't last. It just doesn't yeah. sell because there's so yeah. many great ones that are available now. I mean, it Absolutely. used to be Rogue. In my opinion, it used to be Rogue, Mega Bass, and Strike King. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's a dozen uh, options. I mean, and then and then the McStick came on too. The McStick was is is uh, I would say probably four, but it came on a little bit just a tad yeah. later than that. that. But I mean, there's so many good ones out now. Yeah, that Duo Realis one's no no joke either. There's a yeah. lot of good fishermen, jer good jerkbait fishermen. A lot of them have that Duo one as well. Just because of the the profile of it and how it acts, a little different than all of them. Yeah, yeah, it it's a little bit better in warmer water than the 110, as far as I can see. As far as the uh, at least the anglers buying them. I'm not saying the performance is better, but it seems like uh, the you get outside of those really cold weather months and that duo one sells like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, do you want boring baits to win or do you want the $20, $30 crazy baits to win? Like Dakota Ebear wins on Clark's Hill with a vibrating jig and a 316 ounce striking shaky head. Yeah. Are you I mean, making, are you making more money on a swim bait, chatter like a 20 30 dollar lure when people go order it or on striking shaky heads and green pumpkin worms one's probably a lot less headache than the other yeah and that's just it is is you know for me more than revenue being a big target when a tournament happens it's more about being servicing our customers to the highest level we want to mm -hmm. win that that week of sales and have the products in stock which has been a chance, you know, a lot of people do forget. And it's a, it's a good thing. It's a testament to the team at Omnia. Uh, but we're still so young. It's We're still adding products to even catch up to some of our competitors. You know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're, a, we're a new company. So I, honestly, right now, I'd have to say I'd like it easier. Like I hope it's on a green pumpkin shaky head <laughs> and, a, and a green pumpkin four-inch Sanko. And I've got them. And I got lots of them. Mm -hmm. and it looks like a hero. But I'll tell you, you you got a point though. There is nothing cooler than when uh when when you hit with something really really high buck and uh you know jackhammers are no joke. They're pretty expensive. We sell a lot of jackhammers, so that that doesn't hurt either. But I wanted to ask you, Matt, about yes. the fighting frog thing. Um, to me, one of the things you know, I fished. I've been lucky enough with my career to fish all over the whole country and and fish with some really good fishermen. I've never. You know, last year, the uh, Drew Cook really got the fighting frog flying for us. We ended up getting pulling some favors from the big bike crew to get them in on time to even sell sell them. We sell the heck out of them now down south um, this time of year. That, to me, has become one of the more popular bed baits that, I, that I've seen. And it kind of, like I said, to me anyway, it was new to me. It came out of nowhere last year with Drew Cook winning on it. Uh, but that... Uh, fishing a texas rigged bait on a bed to me is still so foreign really to what i'm used to up here uh yeah. just knowing that 90 percent of the time i need an exposed hook to even have a shot at hooking that fish in the mouth really getting them good uh um but 
Have, are you a fighting frog guy? Is that something you've been doing oh, for a yeah, long time? Yeah. So I remember when Dean was designing that bait. We talked a little bit about this at the at the uh, live stream that I did from Big Bite Baits, but it was really cool because when I went through the process of designing the BFE with Brad, yeah. we it, you don't realize how many baits are are how many of the good baits with the good hookup ratios with the good action are designed around the hook. It's not a bait that then you fit sure. a hook to; it's a hook that you build a bait around. Okay, because then you have the maximum uh, uh, action hookup ratio, weight distribution, the whole thing. And when it came to that fighting frog, uh, Dean built that around a four-aught Gamakatsu EWG offset uh, worm hook. Mm -hmm. And he wanted maximum uh, weedlessness with minimum amount of plastic to have to go through because that's the hook that 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 he uses so if you look at the ribs on the edge the cut-ins on the design the hook pad on the top the slit on the belly of the bait and if you take one out you can see when that thing is actually rigged there's like one sixteenth of an inch of plastic that you actually have to go sure. through when you set the hook 95 percent of that hook set is straight meat to the fish and i think that that is key when you're bed fishing so it looks like it's texas rigged and it is but the amount of plastic that you're having to go through is so minimal. It's almost like fishing without a bait on there, the way that thing collapses onto the shank of the hook. Well, I appreciate the explanation because that one's always baffled me. I, I've seen that bait for a decade, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, last couple of years, we sell that thing like crazy. Well, it's also stuff. very uh, – it's very – you can just flip it around. You can throw it on a biffle head. You can uh, light Texas rig it. You can – flip it and punch it you can do so much about it but i think that is a key where they're using they're maximizing their their pro team guys between the design with rojas and then what we've seen drew cook uh and i think even drew Benton and stuff yeah. guys uh do on the beds with it uh you know it's got it's got everything you need for maximum hookup maximum action uh for a bed fishing bait and then it comes in like eight million different colors too which is yeah. which is handy. So yeah, that that is a bait that is made. I mean, even if you're not a, a big bite baits type of person, it's hard to find a boat without a couple packs of fighting frogs in it during the spawn. Yeah, it's it's blown my mind. That was one I clearly missed my myself when when uh, when we we did the initial assortments. So yeah. Uh, what else? Trevor, anything for uh, anything tournament wise, or I mean, there really wasn't anything that was com completely out of out of whack that ended up being a winner. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Uh, like I said, you know, for the millionth time, that that fuzzy cube kind of threw everybody for a loop. When in, I love it. <laughs> I mean, dude, when you up, have a but... podcast and a show that talks about fishing when something new comes out, yeah. Like, I mean, I I remember when the Alabama rig came out in 2011. We yeah, sure. we went through. I mean, after like four months, our goal was to try to get through a show, a single show, regardless of what it was or what time mm -hmm. of the year it was, because that came out in October with Paul Elias on Gunnersville in the uh, invitational event, was to try to get through a show without saying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and we uh, couldn't. Well, and that's and that's exactly what it is. I feel like uh, the industry has, has moved in a direction where if, if something new and popular comes up, it's it becomes a fad in a sense. Uh, you'd look at like, uh, BFS right now is, is becoming one of the big, big time things. Everybody's looking to, to downsize their bait cast reels. Why they don't just throw a spinning rod. I don't understand, but 
guys love throwing it on a baitcaster, and, and that's <laughs> that's been such a demand right now. You know, yeah. throwing crappie jigs on a baitcaster, mm-hmm. it's like we'll just pull out a five foot six spinning rod, light action spinning rod. You know, um, but no, it's uh, you know, generally Florida is is your tried and trues. You know, your your chatter baits, your stick baits. Uh, lipless crankbaits, lipless crankbaits, that sort of. Do. You're you're flipping in reeds, or you're 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 moving using some sort of moving bait around shell bars, shell beds, and and around cover. But yeah, the the only shift in staples we see there is to your point with the Alabama rig, man. It, it's uh, it's no now all we talk about is forward facing sonar, and that's the yep. jerk the jerk baits prevalence from now january through december it is it is the jerk bait plays on almost every body of water yeah. no matter the time of the year and uh and, and that's because of that four face and sonar yeah so and the I, one addition to the staples unless the fuzzy cube is as big a deal as it's <laughs> like last week is going to be that the, the jerk bait's the only thing that pops up that that's shocking for uh, a guy like me to see in florida that a jerk bait's playing right now right well, and I think to your point too, Pete, is like for the longest time we used to equate, you know, jerk bait with cold water. Yeah. But nowadays with, with forward facing sonar, you, I mean, if you see a fish suspended, you can just pull out the jerk bait and work it down to whatever depth that fish is at. And then just basically course that fish to eat. You know, it's not so much a, oh, uh, this is a cold water uh, start and stop sort of bait. You know, this is like video game fishing now it's it's a bait that's kind of changed you, your perception on it has changed on how you can use it so that's good stuff like i said uh we'll wrap this hey will you guys do this every quarter i enjoyed the heck out of this come on because the next quarter yeah. after we have we're gonna have a Bassmaster classic under our belts we're gonna have yeah. red crest under our belts we're gonna start getting into a really cool time of the year uh, where we're going to see more diversity play. Uh, yeah. Little sneak peek. Obviously, Redcrest starts later this this month on uh, or this week on Lake Norman. Spotted bass fishery also with some largemouth. We see the uh, the classic coming up in Knoxville. I think we're we're going to see. Well, I'll leave it to you guys. What are you guys stocking up on? Thinking the primary players are going to be maybe just a little tease if someone wants to get ahead of the game here. Oh, that's you're killing me on that one because uh, you have to you've had to have played ahead I, on it right I, I, like you I, have to have ideas of I, what i'm doing my homework and there there's some baits out there that i think are going to be at least thrown a lot in practice anyway till they find out that it's uh that it's not but uh, i'll just put it this way there are some hard baits that are that are uh you know some some new entries in like I'd say the square bill world and the jerk bait world that I think are going to be uh staples this year at the classic. So cold water stuff is is right. similar. And echo those those sentiments, yeah. Trevor. Yeah, I think so. Um when you when you look at the classic last time that it was in Knoxville, um, you know, Ot Defoe won it on a hard bait and uh I I don't I don't see much of that changing unless a fuzzy cube sneaks its way in there. <laughs> oh, I do have more questions. Uh, if they're questions you can't answer, just say I can't answer that right now. Uh, what is the hell is the deal with this new Bluetooth plug it in and charge your reel before you <laughs> fish with it deal? Like, I mean, this is what you guys do. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, it's a JDM only reel right now from the Daiwa released, but uh, it it has multiple stages of breaking that you can adjust on your phone mm. for uh, for. So there's it, an app. Yeah, you have to download an app, Love. and you actually. Lovely. 
you, you can charge your reel up and the, and the brakes digital, but you can adjust it with your phone and it'll also give you feedback on your day, what your long distance casting was It'll help you learn when to maintain your reel. Like, Hey, your, your, your casting's distance is coming down. So you need to maintain your reel, get it lubricated again, all that kind of stuff. So a uh, little over the top right now, but I've, I've not been, uh, I, I've, this industry never ceases to amaze me. It might be the hottest thing in the world in the next couple of years. But as of right now, it's JDM only because it's coming in. Which means $1, only $1. available in Japan. Yeah, $1,000. But we've seen with the Japanese real market that the, uh, the, it's not stopping consumers in the U.S. Oh, no, we've purchase. seen with Shimano. I yeah, mean, they, yeah. they come out with the $900 reel and people are like, oh, fantastic. For sure. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, Hopefully the app's in English. That's the one thing I've got a question right now. So, yeah. yeah, and in uh, and in uh, not the metric system, but the U.S. I would 100 be in the metric system because aren't we the only ones that are yes. not yeah. metric? One of one of three or something like that. Uh, a lot of people asking, what is with this Spro KGB Chad Shad? What are they telling the retailers on when that's going to be available? Good question. We've we've ran that one up the ranks quite a bit. So uh, uh, I guess I could just call Sid and badger him about yeah. it. Uh, there, I can tell you this: we we they were they were nice to us. They gave us early access. We we got a whole bunch on order. So uh, your guess out there, guys, is as good as mine. That's a good one actually to bring up. I appreciate whoever asked that question because I haven't asked that in a long time. So I'll be messaging Jacob, our buyer, as soon as we get off this, okay. uh, this deal here. I, I will say that in in their defense, in Spro's defense, they took they took an industry where it's very high. The swim bait guys are high maintenance. I'm oh, yeah. saying it right now. It, it you guys are the most high maintenance group in the industry. If someone makes something that looks like something and hurts someone's feelings, they're on message boards. And if something's oh, yeah. a, a gram lighter than the other guys, they're on message board. For what Spro did, trying to take probably the most underground niche bait in the Chad Shad that is has a cult following and our people are spending hundreds to try to collab with that and come out with something that they don't get destroyed on. I am totally fine with waiting an extra year. Look at the power pole uh, trolling motor. Yeah. I am totally fine with mm. waiting an extra year or two to make sure that those guys have it right, that they have the product right, the waiting right, that the bait reacts like that because there'd be nothing worse than coming out with something that sucks because it is probably the most highly anticipated collab between a, a, a small swim bait company and a major uh, a major household brand that has ever been done. Yeah. So it'll be interesting when that, those things finally ship. Let's see how that, how that goes. All right. Someone had a question about when the Tatula elites are going to be available. The Tatula elite oh, stuff, any, any ETA on the new, Daiwa Tatula Elite stuff. I would say if you're after them, go on the site, click the notify me on the models you want. I wouldn't be blown away if you get emailed today or tomorrow. But oh, is that breaking news? Yeah, um, that's not a promise because I'm in Florida. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I can tell you, uh, I know for a fact that they are uh, they're somewhere in the country on their way to to Omnia. So they right, might be there today. And then I'm gonna throw uh, I'm gonna throw this up one more time before we bounce. Omniafishing.com forward slash BTL. That just kind of gets you to the page. You can also that from there you can join the premium. Uh, you can shop fishing reports. You can shop by lake. You can get all your stuff dialed in at Omnia. I will say this: 
it, I think, I think it takes, took me probably about five visits to the site to get used to the features. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of different features sure. on there. It's something that is worth exploring. Just go on, check it out, explore the different things. I mean, you can chat with someone if you want to, if you just need a friend. You talk about tackle on it. They can help Gips you buy it. You could, friend, yeah. you could add <laughs> add the different lakes on there. There's a bunch of cool stuff on there you could explore. It. So give it give it some time to get used to the system. And once you do, you can see how it all works in coordination. You can see how you guys are trying to do something different mm-hmm. within the industry instead of just have another dot com that you can go buy the same stuff on. Fair? Very fair. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Guys, I'm going to let Pete, I'm going to let you get back to the beach. Trevor, I'm going to let it. you get back to work. Someone wanted to know where you actually got the Iron Man mask from. This this deal right here? Yeah, that you wore in the classic. Uh, my my wonderful wife, girlfriend at the time, was the one who uh, purchased it for me. I can't remember where she got it from. Is it all like an Amazon deal or is it a specific, it, is it like a high quality? It's, it's Iron it Man's like actual a, mask, yeah. Is yeah, it? I mean, it's, I mean we, can, we can do a quick show and tell. Oh, even... It's even lighting up and everything. So is it a toy mask or is it like a real functioning right. mask? It's it's a toy mask, but I mean, okay. I I, I would not recommend uh, doing a whole lot of Running driving. With <laughs> okay, so it was yeah. more for, it was more for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think that answers the question because I think that yeah. that person was wanting to know if they could actually, you know, hey, get one and then you know run thirty miles on Grand Lake and sleep with it. Like, not recommend. Like I said, it. I, I, I will not. I will not go on record and recommend that. I will go on record and say that is not recommended. But if you're in a classic, have at it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for jumping on BTL. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll it. touch base after uh, after some of the, the well the two biggest events in the industry this year. Yeah, we'll be down at the classic. Or at least I will be. I'll be running around. So if any of you listeners out there want to say, stop by and say hi, or anywhere around the show, I'll just be running around. Come say hi. So. You be down there, Trevor, or are you you staying in? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay up here and get some more snow and hang out with the little one. So that's why you make the big bucks, Pete. You get to go to all the events. Oh, yeah. That's right. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See ya. Adios. See ya. All right, that was uh, Polish Pete and Trevor Lowe from Omnia Fishing. Hey, we're gonna take our final break, and then I will uh, I'll briefly dive into the the Bassmaster Open from this past week on uh, Lake Eufaula and then queue up what we have coming up on BTL for the rest of the week. It is Monday, March 6th, and we will be back right after this. Great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the Cliffhanger Worm and the Ramtail Craw. Great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year. Catches fish all over the country. And I think it's going to catch fish for people everywhere you try it. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years. And it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat. So you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro is coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out, white look but it's got this pearlescent really really pretty we've got copper shad which looks amazing in the water it's got that purple flake on the back really really pops in the water and then if you want some real pop we've got sparkle shad nothing but sparkles all over this thing and then last but not least we've got 
the matte sexy shad just a really different looking color for a crankbait so you want to give them a little different look that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with all these colors are available in the original little john and the md are you looking to install your own fishing electronics the solution is the bass tank power harness it takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. Get the best patterns backed by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com. Having, 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 having confidence in your tackle while on the water is one of the main things to success in my opinion. In the last couple of years with Denali, I've had just that. From anything from spinning rods, casting rods, tungsten products, even now to casting and spinning reels, I have the confidence to go out there and get the job done and know that all my equipment is going to handle it and do it just the way I want it. The thing about Denali is you've got great quality products at a great price point, so make sure you check them out. I'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife and Gamagatsu's come out with the EDC series of knives. EDC stands for everyday carry, so whether you're on the water or off, you can always have it with you. The best thing about it to me is that assisted open feature. With this D2 blade, you've got it right here at your fingertips, so if you can't find your scissors, you need to cut a knot, you need to cut your braid, you've always got it. Make sure you check it out. Never leave home without your Gamagatsu EDC knife. Born in Japan, using technology, innovation, and precision, Sunline produces the widest selection of fishing lines at the most technologically advanced line factory in the world. Manufactured at the strictest tolerances to produce victories at the highest levels of tournament bass fishing, from household names like Christie, Swindle, and Cruz, to young guns like Cook, Logan, New, and Welcher, they all trust Sunline to take them to the top of the leaderboard. Choose the line that will give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. Sunline. All right, welcome back. Wrapping things up here on BTL on a Monday. Big shout out to Pete and Trevor from Omnia Fishing. And like I said, we're going to utilize them uh, about every quarter to come on and just talk about what uh, what's going on in the world of fishing as far as uh, tactics and techniques. And if there's anything, hey, listen, I, I like talking about this stuff, this off the board stuff, this weird stuff. If there's anything you guys have heard of, I know we talk about a lot of stuff on day four with Frank Scalish. God, whoa, Thursday, we got to get Frank's take on the Harry Dice. He's going to love that. Uh, shoot me a message. Uh, Instagram, at Matt Pangrak, or email matt at basso.com if there's something big that that you think I'm missing that we need to talk about. I'm going to, once again, really start working more and get some more uh, some more bait, in-depth technique and stuff on as the year uh, 
as the year progresses. But yeah, uh, I'm just going to do a quick four or five minute recap of the Bassmaster Open uh, that that took place uh, this past week on Lake Eufaula in Alabama. And first, uh, I, I guess I'll talk more about the uh, process um, than I will the actual tournament. And I'll save that for, ah, hold on a second. I'm not a fan of this. Bassmaster, when you click on their pages, all I'm trying to do is get to the standings for it. And they have these freaking commercials that start talking live, like down the page. So you have to scroll down to find the ad. And I just got off the page instead of even doing it. <clears throat> Not a fan of that. Anyway, what I was trying to say before I was trying to close that window out was uh, Bassmaster did a really good job with the 171 uh, elite qualifiers. So, you know, if you listen to what Hank said on there, he said he was really surprised that they were able to how many they were hoping for a hundred there were over 170 that committed to all nine. We're talking nine events starting in Alabama, New York, Florida, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Alabama, Virginia, all over the country uh, with a horrible payback, absolutely brutal payback. I wish none of us had signed up for it before they did the top 40 out of it's like a one in 6.2 payback. It is the by far worst structure i mean if you you get a top 40 yeah you're gonna make some into 225 boats why they don't pay down the field based on anglers like i wasn't gonna completely rip into uh hank on that when i had him on the show it, they do it in every other single tournament series on the planet based on the number of boats is based on the payback they don't just say hey we're just paying the top 40 regardless Go to a Wednesday night jackpot. Go to a Tuesday night jackpot. Every single other one does it. And I don't understand for the life of me why the freaking Bassmaster Opens can't do it. I feel if you finish in the top 60, top 50, one in four, one in 4.5, maybe even I can handle a one in five payback, but you're at like a 1.6.2 something. You've got 170 guys and you're preaching consistency and trying to get to the next level and get through all these nine tournaments. Yeah. You're not going to get rich on a $2,500 check, but for a guy like me, for a, for a guy like me, that's trying to survive and get through this and make it, I finished 47th place. I finished far into the top 20% of the field. Miles Berghoff, he's in the same position as I am. Heck, he's about to have a kid. He finishes 41st. He just left a tour to come over to a tour that's saying, hey, now we're going to value consistency across all nine, and you don't get paid for that? I don't understand why they... I don't understand. I'm not ripping on Bass because I'm about to say a bunch of really good stuff about him, and I wasn't even planning on talking about it, but this, I do not understand for the life of me why they can't do a payback based on the field size. Top 40? Get the heck out of here. Out of 200 summon, we're the idiots who signed up 170 of us to, to, to do it and not even know what the freaking paybacks were. It really chaps me. <clears throat> All right, that being said, Bass has done a fantastic job. Bass has done a fantastic job of making this Opens EQ feel special. They had the A-team there. Ronnie Moore, Steve Bowman, Jim Sexton, the photographers, uh, Andy. They had four still photographers and a videographer on the water every day. They had galleries videos, 
promotions. They had a, a two-hour meeting where they talked about how, as, as open EQ anglers, we can help Bassmaster build the open EQ brand. We can help ourselves as anglers provide content for Bassmaster. They gave us their numbers. They said, if you have stories that you want to be featured on Bassmaster, they are helping these anglers build a brand so when they get to the Bassmaster Elite Series, the nine anglers who qualified this year, Steve Bowman used the term, they're not throwing to the wolves. Uh, and that costs money. That cost a lot of time for all of those people from Bass to be there. Listen, I understand that it is a for-profit game. That 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 it it is it is for, but they lost money on the co-angler side by doing the 28 to 30 day off limits. They did not have to do that. There were only 117 co-anglers. They lost money on that side, but they listened to the anglers to do the 30-day, the 28 to 30-day off-limits beforehand. The stories, the articles, the attention uh, to detail that these guys had. We have our own open EQ stickers. And like I said, I know this is all a, a pay-to-play thing. We don't have to qualify for the opens, but what Bass has done, I thought they deserve, uh, they deserve a hearty, clap and a pat on the back for making this thing feel and look a hundred percent legitimate and give it some of the pop that I think it deserves with the caliber of anglers are in and, and the fact that it is one step below the elite series. I'll also uh was was interested. I watched live from uh from Seminole from Okeechobee. They had segments about the open EQs on that. They listen to the anglers. They have a separate tab now under the angler of the year for the open EQ guys. A plus as far as fishing the event, rolling with it. They made a fantastic call about canceling the, uh, canceling or postponing the second day of competition. They canceled Saturday. They postponed the second to the third day with the wins. They let us know that in the evening. They didn't make us get up in the morning and drive to the ramp. It was a great call on that. All in all, uh, I think they're going to up some live, Jim. Jim said they need to get live. I think there's going to be more live. I think there's going to be uh, five, at least five final days for the Bassmaster Opens live, uh, which is more than they had last year. Uh, Ronnie Moore came up and talked a lot about that and, and how you could the anglers can take best advantage if they're in that top 10 on the final day. And they're doing the 10 cameras too. It's not just like, hey, we're just going to have it on the leaders. It's, it's It feels very elite series-ish, I guess. Uh, so they did a really good job on that. Man, I wish I hadn't gotten so fired up about the, about the payback. I'm very passionate about that because I've gotten the screw job on that like four times over the last year, which when you add it up is like, Ten to fifteen thousand dollars. I don't. We're moving on. I'm done with that. I'm not talking about that anymore. Uh, but yeah, all in all, uh, a, a great, incredibly well run uh, tournament event, and and cannot be more excited for the remaining eight. Um, for the remaining eight. So we'll talk more about this with Bradley Hallman tomorrow. Uh, he's going to talk about his uh, his Bassmaster Elite Series stuff, and then Wednesday, uh, we'll dive into Red Crest. So. Uh, thank you guys for being patient. I'm still uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to make sure I get the podcast out in time and, and focus on the fishing. I don't want uh, the BTL to suffer while I'm doing the lives, but I also don't want to suck on the water because I'm focused on doing BTL lives. It's a delicate balance. I think I did that pretty well at uh, at Ufala, but we will talk shell beds. We'll talk Seminole. We'll talk Okeechobee. We'll talk point standings with Brad Hallman tomorrow. Uh, big shout out to Pete and trevor from omnia for a very interesting show today 
I think that's all I got for a Monday. We'll talk to everybody on Tuesday. See ya.